The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. And now it's time for a Deep South legend that's been keeping it real here in Atlanta for over two decades. It's the Buck Baloo Show, only on The Fan. Welcome to the Buck Baloo Show on The Fan, 680 and 93.7, streaming at 680thefan.com. Get that fan mobile app. Driven by Beaver Toyota of Coming, Beaver Direct, fastest and easiest way to shop online. For your next vehicle, this is the college football voice of the South, home of the Braves and Jackets, sports talk home of the Georgia Bulldogs, and the 10 o'clock hour brought to you by Dupree Plumbing. Go with the plumber I trust and score $50 off your next plumbing service. More information at DupreePlumbing.com. They're awesome. You're going to love them. Got DT ready to roll today, our engineer and our producer. Uh, Road Dog Gillespie on the road with the Bulldogs down in Jacksonville. Getting ready for the big one. As the Dogs and Gators renew their rivalry. Looking forward to that one tomorrow. And we got a big show lined up. My go-to man, Lindsey Scott, will be with us in a moment. And one of my favorite Bulldogs, Sean Moreno, going to make an appearance a little later in the show. Talk about the Gator Stomp, I think is what we call it, looking back to 2007. Remember when Georgia scored that first touchdown against Florida and stormed the end zone? Great memory there as the Dogs won that one, 42-30. All right, so uh, we got a uh, lot of stuff to get in here. Short time to get there. We better get started. Bucks big take. It wasn't supposed to happen this way. And this morning, Dad is searching for some answers. Should I have had my two sons in a better situation? Is this on me? Some of the things I'm thinking about this morning. Last night, our high school football team got drilled by our rival, 49-7. And our rival was filled with teammates from youth league football, which makes it even tougher. Our record fell to 1-8. and eight. Not exactly the way you want your senior going out. Especially when you saw your son going into a senior year invest so much into this season as far as training goes and dedication goes and all those good things. And, you know, there are some signs that it could be a, a tough season this, this year. But, hey, I didn't want to be one of those dads that had his sons transferring from place to place around town. You know, cutting tail and running to the next best place at the first sign of trouble. I didn't want to be a part of that. 
The plan was to hang tough, play hard, and find a way to have a good season. So much for that. It's really been sort of a nightmare. Braden's skills, our senior, has been, for the most part, wasted in this senior year. Red, a junior, has sacrificed playing on the offensive line most of the year when his talents were better suited for the defense. So it's been tough to watch. And this morning, I'm not real sure what the lesson learned is supposed to be. Fail bravely, lose gracefully, persevere. At some point, you're playing for yourself. You're playing for your community. You're playing for your team. You're playing for your family. And you're playing for the love of the game, Buck. Is it uh, supposed to build character? We hear that a lot. Losing is hard. I will say this. I am so proud of my two sons for continuing to fight the fight, to not give in, to work hard, continue to work hard, and to be gracious in defeat. But I do sit here and wonder, if I put them in the right situation. This dad thing's complicated. And you know, the day after, it is reflection time when you lose a game like this. Fail bravely and lose gracefully, huh? Difficulties are intended to make us better, not bitter. These are all good lessons. But losing's tough. Big Take is uh, brought to you by Daco Systems Heating and Air. Daco doing a great job out there around Metro Atlanta. Check them out, Daco Systems Heating and Air. On a lighter note, let's go to the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker line and bring on my go-to receiver from Georgia, Lindsey Scott. Run, Lindsey, run, baby. We're coming up on another Georgia-Florida game. And, Lindsey, I bet you wish you had a dollar for every time somebody brought that play up, buddy. Well, I tell you what, uh, uh, we back down here again, man. Trying to trying to root them on back down here again. And uh, your your thoughts on uh, take us back, Lindsey, uh, from your perspective as a wide receiver. You hear that play? You hear me call the play in the huddle? Left seventy six. It's now or never. What were your thoughts going to the line of scrimmage and then as the play developed? Especially, I want to know what you were thinking when you were sprinting down that field heading for a touchdown. Well, I just, you know, we were at a point where somebody had to make something happen. I think, you know, we we had been pressing a little bit all day and somebody needed to make something happen. And, and uh, you know, uh, Nat made the block for you. You got loose. You you hit me in the in the zone, man. You hit me in the zone. And I was running before I hit the ground. I was running before I hit the ground. And, you know, I was going to get that ball up, up the field as far as I can. And I just, you know, like I said, it, it hit right. Chuck, Chuck, Chuck helped me out there with a block. It hit right. And, and I, just, I just outran everybody, man. Did you hear the crowd going crazy as you sprinted down that sideline? That's weird. That's weird. I, you know, and, and, and the, the whole time that I played football, I've, I've never heard the crowd. It's sort of like a deafening silence. I never heard the crowd. But once I got to the end zone, I could I could hear it then. But as I was running, it was it was like a, 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 a deafening sound. And I was just like in that zone, man. You know, I realized I got to about midfield trailing the play and then saw you hit the end zone and then the uh, 
the explosion went off as the crowd goes crazy. And then I was thinking, okay, we're going to go for two here. And then I see you're in a dog pile, and you're at the bottom of the pile. And I start worrying, we got to get Lindsay out of that dog pile and get lined up for this two-point conversion we're going to go for. Were you suffocating? Yeah, we, were you suffocating down there in the bottom bottom of that pile? Oh man, they got me out. They got me out. They got me out. They got me out. And we we I got lined up for that two point conversion. Yeah, but that was a that was that was that was that was a, that was a case getting out of that pile. But but we got out. Lindsay, uh, while I got you on, let, let's hit on this game this year. Uh, Brock Bowers obviously won't be playing in the rivalry tomorrow. Uh, hopefully we'll see him back later in the season. So how do you think Bobo plays it as far as the game plan goes? Are they going to spread the ball around? Are you expecting one guy to pick up the slack? How do you see it going? This wide receiver group, as deep as we've seen it over the last handful of seasons. Yeah, I don't think he changes a whole lot, man. I think they do the things they've been doing. I mean, I think Delk, Delk has been filling in uh, uh, pretty good. And, and he, like you say, they've got a great group of wide receivers, man. And he, he's been able to spread that ball around a little bit. And uh, we probably go with Edwards and, uh, and Milton. We're probably going to have to run the football a little bit, man. I think we're going to have to run the football. But, I mean, they've got the weapons, Buck. You know, he's just got to use them. They've got the weapons. And I don't think they'll do anything a whole lot different you know, being that Bowers is not in there. Do you like what you've seen out of Beck this season? Yes, I have. Yes, I have. I think you know he he's he's he, you know he was learning on the fly. I mean, you know, and I think he's got he's got a, he's got a he's got a good group of receivers. And then when you got a guy like Bowers, man, I mean, you know, it, you know he'll make any quarterback feel comfortable. So I mean, he's got the weapons around him. But I've been I've been in you know he's I I, I like the job he's been doing so far. He hadn't been turning the ball over. All right. I know you're playing in the uh, Danny Warfel event this morning. Yes, I am. We're out here now having a good time, man. TPC Sawgrass, Dogs Against Gators. Lindsay, thanks for uh, delaying the tea time just for a minute to come on the show today. Best. How about making some putts, big guy? I will. I will. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. We'll talk to you soon. Lindsay Scott getting ready to tee it up. Danny Warfel with his charity golf event going on. I was not able to make it this year because of our high school game last night. I didn't want to miss out on Braden's uh, final game against the, the rival team playing on Thursday night. Not able to get down there and be a part of the big event. But they're playing TPC Sawgrass today, man. I'm telling you. Talk about uh, Warful, man, breaking out the, uh, the great courses down there as the dogs take on the Gators in that charity event. All right, coming up on the other side, uh, yesterday I talked about what a Florida Gator upset win would look like down in Jacksonville tomorrow. We're going to flip the script today. What's that dog's winning formula? What would that look like? I'll dive into that. Got picks of the week coming up. No Sean Moreno at the bottom of the hour. So glad you're with me. Buck Belushio here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. 
At Jim Ellis Automotive, we take pride in our family-owned and operated business. Hi, I'm Stacy Ellis, Vice President of the Jim Ellis Automotive Group. When my granddad, Jim Ellis, founded our company in 1971, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, my dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. Today, third-generation family members like myself, along with the support of more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values our company was founded on. At Jim Ellis Automotive, we try harder because we sincerely value your satisfaction. That's why we've been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of our 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, still family-owned and operated and where you can always expect the best. Back third down on the eight. In trouble. Got a block behind him. Gonna throw and a run. Complete to the 25. To the 30. Lindsey's got 35, 40. Lindsey's got 45, 50. 45, 40. Run. Lindsey. 25, 20, 50. 10, 5. Lindsey stop. Lindsey stop. Lindsey stop. Yeah, that'll lift my spirits a little bit. Love hearing that. That never gets old. Larry Munson. We were not aware of his great call on that day until uh, the first of the next week when the replay of the call started making the rounds. You realize, holy cow, Larry Munson, what an awesome Hall of Fame call that was. How about them dogs? <laughs> That's right, Kirby. <laughs> That's right, brother. Hey, uh, Buck's Beat is back, man. It dropped yesterday. Uh, episode number 90 of my podcast, Buck's Beat. Got Rick Neuheisel. And for the uh, premium users, uh, you get the full interview I had with Neuheisel. You may have heard part of it earlier this week on the Buck Baloo show here on The Fan. Uh, you get your premium content. You get the premium content, too, when you're a premium listener to uh, Buck Speed. I think everybody is, by the way. He always gives you good stuff, yeah. too. He's a good guest. Yeah. And yeah, how much does that premium content cost the uh, Zero. Yeah, <laughs> I think everybody's getting it. There you go. Just cutting up. Uh, and you find it at thepodcastpark.com. Uh, and you can get all of our great podcasts here at the station at Apple, Spotify, or wherever it is you get your favorite podcast. I would say just go to thepodcastpark.com. Pull that up as sort of a Georgia-Florida look back and preview and then kicking it around with Neuheisel, a longtime friend, is uh, makes for a good podcast, I believe. So All I want right. to invite you to check it out. Buck, yesterday you gave us the recipe for a Florida upset, and we just had to sit here and listen to it. Yeah, and uh, today we're going to flip me. it around, man. There we go. That's what we want. All right, so we're going to go with what would a Georgia Bulldog victory look like against Florida coming up tomorrow. Going to start over on the uh, Georgia offensive side of the ball, number one, first and foremost, Carson Beck going back home, playing in front of the home folks down in Jacksonville. For Georgia to win, Carson needs to continue to play at a high level, which he's done all season long. And I'm talking about playing well, I think, of two things. A lot of good throws. And then number two, a lot of good decisions. A lot of good, quick decisions is imperative for good quarterback play. So that's number one on the list with the Bulldog offense. Number two is uh, Dajan Edwards, the running back for the Dogs. 
Another South Georgia boy. Man, they grow them tough down in South Georgia. Dajan Edwards has a big day, and I'm talking about 15 or more carries and 100 or more rushing yards out of Dajan Edwards. Throw in a couple of touchdowns. I think that is a recipe for success for this Georgia offense. And then number three, how do you survive without your go-to guy, Brock Bowers? Well, I'm looking at Lad McConkey, a guy that's been getting two, maybe three touches since he got back from the back injury. I'm expecting those touches to go up in this game tomorrow. I'm expecting Ra-Ra Thomas, the transfer from Mississippi State that was not comfortable in the scheme earlier this season. He's comfortable now. There's a guy that can help you fill the void that can make some big plays for you on the outside. And I'm expecting Oscar Delp, the next man up at tight end, to be able to contribute and help this Bulldog offense and do a little more. So that's the offensive side. Beck plays well. Edwards is in the middle of it running the football. And you got two or three of these receiver types stepping up and filling the void for Brock Bowers. Now let's go over to the defensive side. Bulldog defense play the Gators tough on first down and 10. Play the Gators tough on second down create a lot of third and long situations now why is that so important because when you get an offense in third and long you know they're going to throw the football they're a little easier to defend so how do you play them tough on first down and second down well you stuff the run and you tackle on the perimeter. So your corners and defensive backs, when they've got the one-on-one situation out wide, you got to get that receiver on the ground. Number three, you can't allow the Gators to get explosive plays. And they've got explosive players on this offense. Ricky Pearsall, one of the top receivers in the SEC, is a big play man. Wilson, the freshman is providing the Gators with uh, some big, big plays at the wide receiver spot. And then I look at Trevor Etienne, the running back for Florida, explosive. And you're going to see him probably line up in the wildcat formation, taking a direct snap and trying to provide a big play coming out of that. So you got Etienne, you got Pearsall, you got Wilson, all three of those guys. You can't allow the Gators to hit the big play, those explosives. That's what a Bulldog victory looks like to me. But if the truth be told, I'd take it any way they could get it. But that seems like what's most likely if the Bulldogs win. We'll, we'll come back and take a look at it on Monday, DT, and see how close I was in this evaluation heading into the game. Speaking, uh, by the way, I... You know, I put that together before I realized that Steve Spurrier was speaking to the Gator team prior to the game. I don't know if that is like today or will it be tomorrow morning. I'm not sure about that. But Coach Spurrier was 11-1 against Georgia as the head coach of the Florida Gators. Yeah, click, click. So Spurrier probably going to get them fired up coming out of that locker room.
And I tell you what, Road Dog left town to uh, go down and be a part of the broadcast team down in Jacksonville, and and he is uh, he's obsessed with worrying about whether Georgia's going to come off the Florida game and be able to take down Missouri. He's so concerned about the Missouri Tigers, and I tried to talk him off that that ledge, so to speak. It is a uh, post-Florida game for Georgia, a really good test for them. Toughest part of the schedule. A lot of people have dissed on Georgia because of the easier schedule, the soft schedule during the course of the season. But Missouri ranked number 16th. Uh, Number 16, uh, they've got the week off, two weeks to get ready for Georgia. Then Ole Miss, they're ranked number 12 this week. And you got Tennessee ranked number 21. Georgia will be challenged starting tomorrow in these next four games. We'll see how good they really are. All right, let's get to the let's get to the picks of the week. As you know, we've been picking three games each week against the spread. I was two and one last week. Last three weeks, six, two and one. And for the season, I am now ten, ten and one against the spread. And boom goes the dynamite. We have been going two college football games and one NFL game. And here, here's how it's going to shake down this week. I'm going to go with Auburn and give up the six and a half. They're at home at Jordan-Hare taking on Mississippi State. Now, Mississippi State just went on the road and beat Arkansas. And having seen Mississippi State in person, I don't believe they're really capable of going on the road in the SEC and winning back-to-back weeks. Auburn minus six and a half, I'll take it. Going to go with Kentucky plus three and a half. At home, taking on the Tennessee Volunteers. Now, Tennessee historically has dusted Kentucky in football. Kentucky has come up short against Tennessee more times than I can mention during the 42 minutes of content on this show. But I got a feeling that Kentucky's going to uh, celebrate a victory tomorrow against Tennessee. I've seen both those teams play. I've seen uh, Tennessee play this season. I uh, dove into the Georgia-Kentucky game. Not much of a game there in Athens. I'm going to take Kentucky in the three and a half. And then in the NFL, Kansas City at Denver. Chiefs favored by seven. Chiefs have won six in a row, playing really well. Got Taylor Swift showing up at all the games. Has she given them a boost? They've won six in a row. Denver, as you know, going through a horrendous season. Sean Payton and his crew, Russell Wilson, they're one and three at home. And I think it's going to be one and four. I look for the Chiefs to cover that seven-point spread. So I'm going to take Auburn minus the six and a half. Kentucky plus three and a half. And I'll go Chiefs minus seven. Pay that man his money. The fan is proud to be the official sports talk station of the dogs. And it's time for Bulldog Roundtable with Buck Baloo. 25, 24, not like 15, 10, 5. Get in there. Touchdown. Bulldog Roundtable is proudly presented by Georgia's own credit union, Georgia Pack and Load, Finley Roofing, and by attorney Ken Nugent. And that's going to be the ball game. Georgia will win this ball game. Only on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. Let's go to the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker line and bring on one of my favorite Bulldogs. No Sean Moreno joins us. No Sean. 
so much fun yeah. to cheer for you, brother, when you were a Bulldog. Uh, so versatile in your skill set. You could run it. You could catch it. You played with so much emotion. Always pulled for you, brother, and been looking forward to getting you on the show. We appreciate your time today, man. Yes, sir, man. I appreciate you, Buck. Thank you. Thank you for the kind words. Hey, man, 2007, the Gator Stomp, everybody calls it around here. So you you Bulldogs, <laughs> you rush the field after you score that first touchdown in the game. Went on to win 42-30 over the Gators. I know you get asked uh, about this a lot, and I know you talked about it on your podcast this week i just i wasn't aware of some of the backstory can you share that with our listeners what the plan was going into the game yeah for sure um yeah you know that week prior to the florida game i think we i forget who we were playing but we didn't play that game very well we had a lot of uh, mistakes and things of that nature but we still won the game and uh, i think coach rick knew um what it was going to take to beat a, a Florida team that kind of um, got the upper hand on us, you know, years prior and was kind of leading that rivalry for for a couple of years. And we just needed a spark. You know, we needed something different. And going into that week's practice versus uh, Florida, the coach Rick, you know, in front of the whole team, he was like, listen, we got Florida this week. Da, 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 da. All I'm saying is if, if if we don't get a penalty on the first, you know, touchdown of the game, we're going to be running for the rest of the season. You know what I mean? Like, he was telling us, like, we he wants us to be so amped up and so ready for the game that he's willing to take a penalty on the first on the first score, whether that's defense or offense, right? So the whole week, you know, as an offense, we're all practicing different celebrations in the end zone. Like, oh, what are we going to do if we score? What are we going to do? So the plan was for whoever scores on the offensive side, whoever scores the, the, the touchdown, would get up, use the football as a prop, and take a picture of the rest of the team, like the offense or, or the defense. So that was our that was our plan. So, you know, we go down, you know, we have a good drive in that in that series, get the, get down to the red zone and, you know, I score. Right. So I jump up looking to take the picture of the offense using the football as a prop and I see the whole team running on the field. I didn't even know that the whole team was going to run on the field. So I don't know who came up with that, who idea that was, but it was fantastic. It was electric. Um, I think it definitely gave us a spunk and, and kind of changed that mindset. Like Florida can be beat. We're going to beat them and we'll take this penalty and still go out there and, and handle business. And just something that I think that's going to go down to history, something that I think everyone will talk about for, for years to come. Um, and, and it was just wild, 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 um, Time, time for, for Florida football, uh, Florida Georgia football, and um, yeah, yeah, this is going to go down in history. <laughs> yeah, we're all going to remember that one. And I tell you what, I was uh, recently I watched this Netflix documentary called Swamp Kings. I wanted to see some of the backstory, you know, with Urban Meyer and Tebow and all those Gators down there doing a lot mm -hmm. of winning at the time, and. They uh, they got to that uh, game against Georgia there, 2007, when all this went down, and and I, I have to say I was uh, not surprised that they glossed right over that. I mean, they didn't touch that at all <laughs> during the documentary there. They just skipped right over it. Uh, they're gonna skip right over it for sure. And, and I mean, luckily, you know, we came out with the win. It was a high scoring game in that game, but um, you know, at least we got that win as well. I think it got us over the hump and kind of changed the mindset of everyone. 
Of course they're not going to put that on the slow kid. <laughs> yeah, they didn't even touch that. So, yeah. uh, no, Sean, so we got the big matchup tomorrow, and uh, Georgia coming in ranked number one. Uh, Brock Bowers, their go-to guy, will not be playing in the game, obviously. Uh, part of my uh, idea of what a Georgia victory would look like is is Beck plays well at quarterback, obviously, but Dajan Edwards, who is, you know, I got to see him play in high school in South Georgia, a really rugged runner, a guy I think yards after contact when I'm thinking of Dajan Edwards, and I, I see him, if Georgia's going to win, he's going to have a big day. What do you like about Edwards when you watch him play the game? No, I like Edwards. Man. I think he's a really tough runner for his size. Um, he's not as big as some of the other running backs that we have in that room, but he runs physical. He runs with attitude. He, he breaks tackles within the tackles and outside the tackles, and he got the speed that he can, you know, hurt you on the outside and take it to the house. So um, I, I really like the, the way that Dijon runs that rock, and he can catch the ball out the backfield, right? So um, I, I see some great things, some great things that can probably help him at the next level. Um, but the, I think that running back room is, is pretty uh, pretty deep. Um, I mean, you can go down the list. Roderick, you can go down the list. You know, you got Bell in there now, um, Cash, you got Milton. I mean, we got a lot of guys that can get it done. I feel like um, it, it was a kind of a slow start to the season, I think, the whole team. But as, as these games goes on, as Beck gets more comfortable being at the helm of things, I feel like the guys are really moving forward and getting better each and every week. So it was a slow start. I know we had a lot of injuries in that running back room as well. But um, Dijon came back, man, and kind of gave us that spark. And I think the guys are running really well. Um, for, the, for the opportunities that they get, we don't get many in the game because, like you said, we have so many weapons on the outside that we can use. We, we don't get many opportunities, but I think the opportunities that we do get, the guys are taking advantage of it and doing what they can to keep the chains moving, keeping it down the distance short. Um, and, and doing what they have to do. So I'm happy about that. It's not, um, you know, it's not so flashy where, you know, guys get 120, 130 yards a game, three touchdowns and things of that nature, right? Not saying that they can't do it. It's just that um, Coach Bobo is doing the best he can, trying to spread that ball around and get the ball in everyone's hands, keep the defense off balance, um, that we're not getting that many touches. So um, I, I like it. I, I, um, I think that the guys are going to continue to do well. And, you know, with Dijon at the helm of things and um, giving a spark to this offense, I think we'll be in good shape. Has this run of success with the two back-to-back -back national titles, the 24 wins in a row, has that brought you joy seeing uh, Georgia oh, yeah. play like they've been playing here lately? Oh, of course. I mean, I think some te some teams in the past that we've had, I mean, the ones that I were on with, you know, with Stafford, Muhammad Masquat, A.J. Green, T.K., um, there, there were so many players on that offense and on defense um, that made it to the next level, but we just weren't able to get over that hump, right? So to see your your team, you know, finally get over that hump and, and do it in the fashion that they've been doing it with, with Kirby Smart, it, it, it's 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 great to see. Of course, it's great to see. And doing it back to back, I mean, that's that's hard to do. You know what I mean? Uh, undefeated seasons, it, it's really hard hard to do. And um, I'm, I'm happy it's my team doing it, right? And we, we kind of, I know there's a lot of pressure going into the season too to three peat. And especially looking at that schedule, you would look, you would think um, that these guys are, are gonna, you know, get back to the ship again, but. Uh, we got to be cautious and we got to be thinking about that. These are all different teams. That first 
national championship teams different from the second one. And this, you know, the second one is going to be different from the, the third one and, and vice versa. And so, uh, we got to remind ourselves of that. It's not the same team. Guys do have to go out there and still compete. So it's not going to look the same, but at the same time, um, we're in a great position. Kirby Spartan, the staff are putting these guys in great positions to, to be successful and to keep this thing kind of going. Right. So I think Carson Beck and the crew are, are really, um, looking forward to that challenge, right? Cause it is a challenge and, and they're getting better each and every week, but love seeing the Georgia Bulldogs on top, you know, each year and, you know, we're like the Alabama where everyone hates the Georgia piece now. It's like, okay, no, no, hey, we're, we're just doing our thing. Remember where Alabama was winning all those? Everyone hated Alabama, seeing them in the ship every single time, right? But, you know, it, this stuff doesn't last forever. Um, so you got to take advantage of these opportunities in this moment. Yeah, you've played in some great venues uh, in front of some uh, great uh, fan bases. Uh, what about sure. the game in Jacksonville? Uh, you know, there's some talk about taking this home and home to Gainesville and Athens. Uh, what was the experience like for you playing down there, 50-50 split? You just don't get it anywhere else in football. Yeah, you really don't. And, I mean, coming from New Jersey down south, I didn't really understand or know about the different rivals that, that Georgia has, especially the SEC. I mean, you can almost say that each and every week it's, it's a rival game, right? It has so much history with each and every team in the SEC. So I didn't really know too much about the rivalry, but, I mean, it, you will find out very, very quick in this uh, this Georgia-Florida game that, you know, this is some history that's been going on for years and years and years. And like you said, you know, the split down the middle, that orange and blue, black and red, Split straight down the middle. You know, I love it. For the, when the first time I saw that, it was it was crazy. I, I couldn't believe it. You know, what I mean, I you know saw pictures and things like that, but never been had to, a chance to experience it. So, you know, coming across the bridge and seeing all the the tailgaters with their RVs out and everyone's having a great time, and then you go into that stadium and split down the middle. It's it's one of a kind. So, I mean, although I think I would have liked to uh, you know experience playing in the swamp you know what i'm saying uh, I, I went there for one of my official visits to, to florida and you know walking into that stadium in the, the sidelines i'm talking about the fans are like arms distance from the sideline like they can touch your shoulder pads yeah i'm like bro look at it, it's wild right so i think i would have kind of liked to experience that that atmosphere that crowd and kind of you know want to shut them up a little bit that would have been great um but at the same time it's really nothing like going to a neutral site where, you know, the fans are is equal right down the middle and, you know, you're playing a, a great game with some great history, right? So um, I, I'm not really for the change, even though I still think it's like a home game for Florida, um, even though it's at neutral site. Um, I, I wouldn't want to ruin that tradition and just ruin that look. Cause, I mean, you're not going to get that 50-50 split if it's a home game, you know, if it's in Athens. So um, I, I think I'll be more for keeping it how it is, just with that tradition and that, the special um, moments of, of uh, you know, the fans and just the atmosphere. No, Sean, can't thank you enough for coming on and sharing some of these experiences you had playing for the dogs. Uh, been looking forward to getting you on. So uh, thanks so much, man. We'll uh, look forward to seeing you down the road soon. Yeah, let's do it again. Appreciate you, Buck. Thanks, No, Sean. No, Sean Moreno, one of the all-time greats playing for Georgia. Wow, that was great having him on. All right, coming back on the other side, we, hey, we got Tech taking on North Carolina. We'll touch on that, give you the final word. You got the Buck Blue Show. 
here on the fan, 680 and 93.7. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. At Jim Ellis Automotive, we take pride in our family-owned and operated business. Hi, I'm Stacy Ellis, Vice President of the Jim Ellis Automotive Group. When my granddad, Jim Ellis, founded our company in 1971, His goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, my dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. Today, third-generation family members like myself, along with the support of more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values our company was founded on. At Jim Ellis Automotive, we try harder because we sincerely value your satisfaction. That's why we've been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of our 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, still family-owned and operated and where you can always expect the best. Listening to the Buck Blue Show here on the fan Monday through Friday, 10 to 11. And we appreciate that. Of course, if you get the fan app, the fan mobile app driven by Beaver Toyota of coming, you can listen to the show whenever it is you get ready to listen to the show. So if you're busy between 10 and 11, want to hear the show, you can do it on the app anytime you get ready. And the fan is the only place to be on college football Saturdays. Join the fan tomorrow. We broadcast live from the $3 Cafe, Highway 138 in Stockbridge, with our 680 College Game Day show. I remember being a part of that for about 20 years. Come by and enjoy Atlanta's best wings and coldest beer tomorrow at the $3 Cafe in Stockbridge. $3 Cafe, Atlanta's best wings and family-friendly sports bar. How about tech? Yeah, let's talk about tech taking on North Carolina tomorrow. Bobby Dodd Stadium in downtown Atlanta. Toe meets leather at 8 o'clock tomorrow night. And North Carolina coming off a horrendous loss to Virginia. Virginia was awful. And they took down undefeated North Carolina. Now, Drake Mays, the quarterback, he's getting a ton of press this year, one of the top quarterbacks in college football. Looks like he'll be a top-five pick in the upcoming NFL draft. So good luck to the Gator defense out there trying to slow him down. And I'm sure North Carolina's offense will look to run it some, too, because this Georgia Tech run defense is one of the worst in college football, allowing... Almost 230 yards rushing a game. My advice is try to sneak an extra defender on the field when the officials aren't looking. Play with 12. See how that works. Georgia Tech, if they could just stop with the turnovers, they might be able to score with North Carolina in this game. Tech with eight turnovers in the last three games, 
tough to win when you're turning it over like that. North Carolina favored by 11 11 and a half points in this game. I'm thinking it's probably going to be somewhere around uh, the 40 to 20. North Carolina score somewhere around there. Uh, just trying to be real, not trying to be mean. I'm sure somebody, some tech fans saying, yeah, Baloo, you're taking a cheap shot at tech. Well, no, we're just trying to be real. It is true, though. I'd, in this game tomorrow, I do like tech, and I like them to lose. Friday night football, we got it going on tonight here on 680 The Fan and Extra 106.3. We bring you live play-by-play action as we broadcast the best high school football action from around the region, Metro Atlanta, plus scores and highlights from around the state. want to invite you to join our team tonight starting at 7.30 for live play-by-play coverage as Rome takes on Creekview. Then stick around after the ball game for the Georgia High School Scoreboard Show and get scores and updates from around the state. Friday night football game of the week and the Georgia High School Scoreboard Show presented by Johnny's New York Style Pizza, WNB Factory, Piedmont Urgent Care, and Fox 5 Atlanta. Time for the final word. Brought to you by Howard Brothers, keeping Georgia green since 1955. Well, it's going to wrap up the Florida, Georgia, Georgia, Florida week here on the show. And, man, we, uh, we've had a lot of fun this week with all the guests that, that we've been able to uh, bring on. No Sean Moreno and Lindsey Scott today. Yesterday, Javon Bullard and Brad Nessler. Wednesday, Rick Neuheisel and Chris Doring. Tuesday, Cedric Van Pran. And my man, Chris Mortensen. And then on Monday, former Gator quarterback Shane Matthews joining us on the show. We've talked a lot about the game, broken it down, looked back, looked ahead. And I hope you enjoyed it. With that in mind, I want to uh, give away one of my books, Inside the Hedges, the quarterback's journey to the 1980 National Championship. And there is a large chapter on the Georgia-Florida game going to uh, provide an autographed copy for a Bulldog fan that's listening right now. If you would call us, DT, if you could get it, 404-231-1680, the number. What do you say we take the uh, the first caller? And we will ship this book out to you. Hope you enjoy it. And I want to encourage you, too, if you have not gotten the book, you can purchase that online at InsideTheHedges.com, InsideTheHedges.com. Or see me at the Georgia Bookstore prior to the upcoming Georgia home games. We'll be signing there. It's going to do it for this week. Got Nick and Chris. They're coming up next. Stick around for that. Have a great weekend, everybody. Thank you, Buck. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves. And people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. At Jim Ellis Automotive, we take pride in our family-owned and operated business. 
Hi, I'm Stacy Ellis, Vice President of the Jim Ellis Automotive Group. When my granddad, Jim Ellis, founded our company in 1971, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was easy and fully transparent, and it worked. 50 years later, my dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. Today, third-generation family members like myself, along with the support of more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values our company was founded on. At Jim Ellis Automotive, we try harder because we sincerely value your satisfaction. That's why we've been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of our 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, still family-owned and operated and where you can always expect the best. Camp Margaritaville RV Resort, where you can just breathe in and breathe out. <sighs> or move. There's biking, boating, arcade games, hiking, nearby golfing. Or fly through the new Fins Up Water Park. Thrills, chills, twists, and turns. This could be you. Camp Margaritaville at Lanier Islands. An easy one-hour drive from Atlanta. Book your stay today at CampMargaritavilleLanierIslands.com. 